right, Bitcoin accumulation country, welcome back. My name is Phil. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. We are in season two, and this is episode 45. I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. I've got a really interesting guest that I recently met on Twitter. I feel like this guy is just going to meme us to 100K. Um, his 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 memes, his posters, the messaging is just absolutely it's direct and it's fantastic. And of course, I just I had to have this guy come on the pod and tell us his story. So, without further ado, here is my interview with Self Banked. Just a quick heads up, Bitcoin accumulation country, the uh, the recording through Self Banked's mic started to pop and it goes through the entire interview. So just a heads up, it's still totally listenable and it's obviously a great interview, but I'm just warning everybody. Enjoy. I have a very interesting, uh, very interesting person that I met on Twitter very recently that posts what I believe is some of the absolute best Bitcoin memes. And, and I, I, I think that uh, I, I think that he's he's absolutely absolutely going to be one of the people that's going to help us meme to the moon. Um, <laughs> that might be a little strong. I know it's a it's a little bit of pressure, but uh, I'm talking about uh, Mister at Self Banked, Self Banked man. Thank you very much for coming on my podcast. Pleasure, and so thank you so much for the invoice. It's great to be here, and uh, those are very kind words. I was inspired by the Bitstein uh, kind of presentation that I saw about kind of, two months ago to get into this kind of meme craft stuff. And um, yeah, it's good fun. And um, it's great that I've had a good reception like that. I really appreciate your comments. Man, it's I, I got to tell you, it's some of the most bullish stuff. And like I was telling you before we started recording, I, I honestly I, I wish that uh, I wish that you were there in the uh, the dark days, you know, of thirty two hundred Bitcoin. And, and everybody yeah. was everybody was crying for the end. I mean, obviously not everybody that's actually paying attention in the space, but everybody who's totally focused on price. So I was kind of totally there, but um, <laughs> just had a baby and getting into other areas of life and it went on the back burner. I never, I never really got into Bitcoin and Twitter until about sort of two and a half months ago, through the introduction of a of a good friend who's a, a kind of developer uh, in the Raspberry Blitz kind of project, and he introduced me to it. And uh, it, it, he sent me some great links. He introduced me to the the kind of Saifedina Moose book, and to the Stefan Levera kind of podcast, and everything just clicked. I mean, I'd I'd already been pretty deep for a long time, but. Uh, it had just been it'd been very kind of nascent for a while, and then uh, obviously with the excitement in the market, it was just there was a lot of there was a lot of thrills. And then when it went down, I just realised that maybe my role might be to um, to give people a boost and like do the kind of morale pumping thing because the market really needs that, and uh, people need to keep being reminded through positive kind of propaganda of what we're working towards, which I think is monumental <laughs> genuinely oh i i totally agree and and i absolutely love it i mean i i kid you not man you know like you like you said you know you came into uh into twitter uh two months ago bitcoin twitter and for me it's like i just couldn't imagine it without you like i every day i see your posts and every day i want to retweet them because i actually have one of them printed and it's up on my wall at work because i love Where's it you? yeah it's the uh, it's the meme that you did of the uh the space odyssey 2001 yeah i really hasn't really gone too viral that i one, don't understand I, I, think, I, know, I don't understand either i actually kind of reposted that just yesterday or last night when it went up kind of 30 percent because it is this is it's where amazing. we're amazing yeah, yeah exactly I, I thought that one was pretty powerful you know i'm very pleased with that <laughs> <laughs> you guys for it thank you don't worry yeah. it resonates okay so um, um yeah. I want to go sure. back. I, I want to go back, though, uh, because so, something that I like to do on my podcast is the uh, the rabbit hole story. So uh, yeah. I, I, I want to know. So when did uh, you know, when did you tumble into Bitcoin and what happened and what was your adventure like? Um, I tumbled into it, I guess, because I was kind of predisposed into it through an interest in kind of countercultural sort of movements. And then uh, involvement and uh, reading about the open source kind of movements. Um, but essentially, it was like the end of 2013 um, when all the Silk Road stuff was hitting the news um, that I started to really discover kind of Bitcoin. Um, and then I, I got into it. I never quite had the balls to get 
on the Silk Road with Bitcoin and by the DMT that I'd been hearing about on the Rogan podcast. But that was basically why I wanted Bitcoin in the first instance. Uh, yeah, I, 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 and so psychedelics sound like such a great thing, but I, I'm just a bit, a bit too scared to actually do it. Um, but um, it was a bit later on, literally uh, three months after, you know, there was that big run up to about 1.2, 1.3K or something at the end of 2013. And then um, I started buying uh, in maybe kind of April of 2014. And I just bought a few, but obviously the market for the next, what, two, three years did not a lot. Um, so they just kind of sat on the back burner. Um, and I was at, this, at the time I was, you know, listening to a lot of Andreas Antonopoulos. Uh, had some really like epiphanal uh, kind of moments and experiences in which we were listening to that and um, yeah that stuff really blew my mind and I kind of read a bit of his stuff as well and um, and then uh, and then 2017 happened and uh, at the time I ended up kind of selling quite a bit before the big run to start a restaurant um, but uh, yeah, I mean, cool. you never know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, the restaurant's been amazing, and it's been a, a big sort of life experience in terms of a small business with staff, with with kind of point of sale systems, with tax, with accountancy, all that. So these are skills for life. Um, but I'm not going to miss the next bull run. No fucking way. I'm going to be all in. Um, it just, I, I don't want to be missing out on this another time. Uh, it's not happening. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I, I, I definitely, uh, definitely agree. So going back, uh, okay. So you mentioned that, uh, you were listening to Andreas Antonopoulos and obviously today, um, mm. and I'm, I'm not going to shit on him. Uh, you know, I, I know that a, a lot of, a lot of Bitcoiners yeah, yeah. kind of give him a pass because of a lot of the stuff that he did. And I have to admit that a lot of his older material is what helped sol solidify. Oh, really powerful, yeah. Right? He, he, he was a great kind of communicator. Um, and I realized lately something about kind of lightning being sort of multi-coin doesn't really make sense. Um, but yeah, he's, um, he's clearly drawn to the money of uh, various different kind of projects. Um, but I mean, he, he genuinely was my principal inspiration into the space. So he's always... Uh, you know, got a certain level of respect for me. Totally, I would, I would really love to meet him. I was gonna say I'd be interested to meet him too. I, to your point, I mean, I, I don't, I don't agree with his multi-coiner. Uh, okay, he calls it a Pareto distribution, which I, I know that that kind of like legitimizes it. Um, yeah. But I, I just, I, I think that that mentality comes. So I, I forget, uh, I forget what it was that I was reading, but I had this, uh, th th this, this epiphany that. Essentially, the gold standard, although I um, before Bitcoin, of course, I I definitely, you know, if I was going to look for something that came close to the soundest money, I was looking for gold. Um, yeah. But I, I believe that the gold standard kind of made us into shitcoiners because essentially what it is, is, is that we had no choice because of because of gold itself. We had no choice but to start start using smaller uh, i guess we'll say cheaper types of metals right like silver yeah, and copper you know what i mean and then they got kind of debased and that was the reason that the roman empire kind of faltered uh through gradual debasement of their currency so so um, I, I kind of think that that like that that pareto distribution kind of comes from that kind of mentality you know that like yeah you know we're gonna have this but the thing is is that bitcoin doesn't need it it's already incredibly divisible yeah, no, it's so and, and nothing else is needed. There's no need it's for like, any I don't know. I, I just find it's like, uh, and, and, and again, it's it's definitely not to dump on him. My original point to you was, was that did you ever see his video? One of them that really stuck with me was um, 50 currencies that are worth less than goat shit. I think it is. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed his kind of currency wars one. That yes. Was maybe a Years ago. that stuff was really powerful that was great um and the currency wars i mean clearly they continue it's the race to the bottom right now oh, yeah um which is which is which is great but it's hurting people because um you know that and so their wages aren't going up the asset classes are also inflated there's this everything kind of bubble so there's nowhere to store your value um especially for you know the gen x gen z 
whatever group, the whole millennial group. I mean, and so what do they do with it? Um, well, they're not even know. interested in owning homes, really. Well, you they know, can't. So... They're completely locked out of that sector. Exactly. I mean, it's, been, it's been going like that for the past, I don't know what it is in the States, but in this country, I mean, for, you know, 15, 20 years, it's the idea of owning your home has, has almost evaporated for most people. Oh, here who, too. Who don't have the bank of mum and dad to sort of get them on it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's changed their, you know, their kind of trajectory for their life quite considerably. They're very disenfranchised and I can see why they're so angry. And I think we've got to a crunch point in which there's going to be a shift happening because that you can't take this for, for you know, for, for that long. You, and so, and so, to that kind of degree, there's going to be a protest and anger and uprising, and there's going to be a transition and a whole new system of economics because you've got to take the money away from the, you know, this older generation who are locking it all up and having a great time, I, and, and and young people deserve a future. And exact to your point, the the entire current system, everything we exist in today, is entirely expensed at the future. And the problem is, I think, that we we really don't have a good idea of how much this is really costing us in the future. So Bitcoin yeah. really is our only, like, it's kind of like, look, you know, the way I see it, like, we're only going to get, you know, a couple of life rafts till there's mm. none left. And, and, and I think that Bitcoin is that life raft before there's it's nothing left. Like, it's like, here you go. The immaculate kind of conception is such a great story. It's uh, it's a myth. It's a religion. And it does provide a lot of answers for people. And I think uh, a whole new value system. I mean, as, as I've tweeted, like the kind of Trace Mayer quotes about, uh, you know, is it's a, it's a kind of stake in the future prosperity of the world, of, of our global kind of future. Yes. Um, and it, it's a it's a great kind of store of value at the moment, and that's what people really need right now because they can't access any other asset class because they're overinflated. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's got a good future. I'm, I'm totally in on it. I'm highly positive, massively bullish. I think it's made me more optimistic about uh, you know about life, about society, and and about the future. And I think it'll help it'll help kind of global society begin to become more sane and more rational and, and it potentially like be able to um fix the madness a little bit even in terms of environmentalism i think perhaps although it's difficult to kind of tease that one out but but perhaps i, I yeah i i think that I, I think that what we're seeing today is the accumulation of like of of we'll say um poor incentives okay we'll, we'll call it that like it, it's, it's like the accumulation of poor incentives like think about it right because we have mm. bad money at our base it, it it affects us at everything every layer on top of it you know so to your point yeah. it's like if we have good money as a base if we have you know what i mean if we have this hard money as a base that we can trust that we can actually believe in then i think everything that grows on top of that is is going to be very is going to be positive you know or at least is going to be something mm -hmm. truly sustainable because if you think about it the stuff we build today is not very sustainable like let's be honest right like the the cheapness of our money is seen in the cheapness of our lives like the cheapness of our products yeah. the you know what i mean like it's like we don't even make products that last because our money no, doesn't last so we have no choice but to sell you more crap you know yeah. like you have no choice. And, and so people have no respect for what they buy anymore. Um, Why would you? Yeah. No, because you can just go and buy another. But I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, Bitcoin makes you think about the future a lot more. It's it's made me think about I'm saving considerably more because I, I know I can put it in an asset that I have some kind of faith in. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and with my child as well, I mean, I guess having a, and so having a child, you do think about the future that they're going to be growing up in. That's also, right. Well, yeah. he, he's uh, he's going to be lucky because uh, he gets to be a Bitcoiner. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to introduce him to kind of 
Lightning Games and that Bitcoin book by the Bitcoin kind of rabbis. Those to be a good sort of int introduction for kids. And yeah. yeah, I'll be he'll be on all the uh, kind of Lightning apps and kind of transacting early for his uh, for you know for his uh, his for his kind of pocket money and stuff. So yeah, he's going to be introduced early. I want to get him into kind of coding, learn some Python, all that. that nice. That'll be cool. That's right. Learn to code. We don't have a choice. Um, I want to go back to the uh, the the memeing. So okay, okay. So you know, you like you. I got into Bitcoin with the uh, the medium of exchange. Okay, you know, like I uh, I, I had to use it. So you know, like. Um, but then obviously I went down the path of podcasting because to me, this is what I was able to offer. And sure. um, in your case, you went the path of, of memeing and amazing memeing, I might add. So what is cool. it that inspired you to to choose this, you know, like of, uh, of all the, uh, you know, because I mean, look, there's, there's all different types, right? Some of us are just hodlers, uh, not that mm. there's anything wrong with that. Uh, other people, you know, hodl and code, other people, you know what I mean? Do like what I do with the podcasting and, you know, some other people like I know, like uh, Brecky Von Bitcoin, he does all kinds of yeah. like really cool that's Bitcoin that's art, you know, like yeah, functional good. pieces. So, yeah, I mean, it's only recently that I've made the decision to um, try and invest in the economy a bit more than to hodl. Um, I, I would like to be more active within the ecosystem. And, and, and this is just something I've started over the past couple of months. Uh, just on the set of skills that I've had previously. Um, I, I think I've got a good eye for the design, for font sort of layouts, for communication uh, visually. I've been doing the kind of social media for the restaurant that we set up a couple of years ago. So I'm a little bit tuned into how to do rapid turnover of sort of visual kind of content. And um, yeah, I, I think memeing's a great language. It's very powerful. Um, and I mean, what I'm essentially doing is listening to an awful lot of cool podcasts, beginning to read more books and trying to crystallize the ideas down um, into like the hardest kind of diamond sort of form and the smallest um, uh, and the medium of communication that I can and combine the language, the text with an image that, that kind of helps to illustrate it really for me. Um, and, and hopefully it'll help other people as well. But I mean, my main reason is just to keep the morale up, you know, because for the past three or four months, it's been it's been a bit harsh. You know, we had this appointment <laughs> and then it dropped off. And, and, you know, you can see, I mean, the other thing is I've got some skin in the game. So, you know, I want to pump it for myself and for my family and for my son and, you know, and for my future. Uh, that's that's also part of my involvement. Um, but yeah, I'm just bringing the skill set that I know I can contribute with at the moment. But I, in the future, I mean, I'd, I'd like to, I'd love to be involved in the ecosystem even more. I'd love to learn to code a bit more. I'd love to develop a product or a service or work with other people who are doing that and uh, do some marketing for it. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm excited about the sector and, and, and the introduction to the intellect and the ideas within it have blown my fucking head off over the past three or four months so yeah i think it's just a fun ride <laughs> cool very cool yeah me too i i gotta say every day i learn something new and and um I, I tweeted this out i think a couple of days ago it's just like you know bitcoin you know bitcoin is humbling because it it gives you the awareness that you don't know like like all bitcoin does is make you aware of the things you don't know it doesn't actually tell you hey look at all this stuff you don't know what it does is it simply points out the general vague idea you don't know you know and this is like this is what it does it puts it puts a person i find in a uh, like a humble uh, kind of like a humble position you know completely yeah yeah it's, it's introduced me to an awful lot i mean over the past few months um this mass global kind of protest sort of movement uh, it, you know, and so Bitcoin and Twitter has, has really opened my eyes to that. Um, and that's not something we're exposed to very much through our mass media in the US and in the UK, uh, which is more sanitized and it's more focused on on political election sort of cycles. Um, so, you know, and to reading the kind of little Bitcoin book as well was really cool for that. And looking at the, 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 the human rights and the equality and the kind of social justice aspects 
that it brings and that it can help with and that I think it can improve. Um, I, 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 it, it's a, it, it's a big education about the world. Oh yeah. It, it, yeah. Oh, it, big time. It's, it's open. I mean, some been some great episodes recently. Uh, the one, the you can tales from the crypt one about Venezuela was oh yeah just really fascinating. You know, to hear what's going on over there and to hear that, that the government is, is is starting to kind of buy Bitcoin. It's probably kind of mining Bitcoin. It's possibly been transacting with kind of Russia with Bitcoin because did, it's logged out of the global kind of financial system. Did, um, it's wow. Did you see what we did last night? Or no. maybe for you it was today, but like, man, we shot up from like 7,400 to 10,400 in less than 24 hours. Oh, fuck hours. yeah, man, I saw that. I mean, holy <laughs> crap. That was yeah, like, well, like, don't get me wrong, but we haven't seen that type of action in like, I, I you know what, even when we did that last run up to 14K, we didn't see 3K moves like no, that. No, I mean, that, is, I'm, I'm, that's huge. It's huge. And this has been one of the biggest days uh, we've ever had. I mean, it's... At one point, it was up kind of forty-two percent. I think it's ended around kind of thirty percent. But this is yeah. what the fourth or third biggest day in Bitcoin's history, almost in terms of the one-day rise. It's huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and the comments by kind of Jack Dorsey over the past sort of twenty-four hours oh, my and the by him—that's such uh, bullish as fuck. That, that, that really fills me with a lot of confidence because that guy is highly prescient and, and he's he's investing in Bitcoin purely. You know, it's he's quite kind of puritanically. Um, and not pulling the kind of Zuckerberg corporate bollock coin shit. Um, yeah, no, it's fantastic to see someone like that so confident. This Xi Jinping thing from China that was the possible uh, kind of trigger for the run, I don't know. Um, but who knows what blockchain sort of national kind of stable coin that they're going to be pumping out and which of the corporate Chinese entities will be involved. But it's just, yeah, it's drawing attention to the sector, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, exactly. It, it is. It definitely is. Uh, so let me ask. So, I mean, you know, based on what you're saying about Libra, obviously, uh, you don't you don't think that Libra is a good idea. You don't think that somebody or a company like Facebook that has over three billion users um, should have the ability to create, you know, a currency which pretty much will rival, um, you know, small nations. <laughs> I don't really like out of, out of thin air, mind you. Yeah, let, no, let, I, let's I be honest. I mean, if, if, if they do it or not, I mean, I'm not going to use it. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't give a shit either. <laughs> and so, I, and so, I might use. I might maybe, if I want to send a transaction and someone hasn't got, isn't in the kind of Bitcoin sort of ecosystem, I might convert some Bitcoin into whatever I can use on the Libra network and maybe give it in that way. But um, no, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, it, it's it's pretty um, Machiavellian the way that they've worked it out. You know, they have this corporate kind of backing, like the kind of Dow Maker coin thing, and so like you need big assets to buy into that to actually make the money. There's no point holding the stable coin. No, no, point. no, no, not no at point. all. It, but let's be yeah. honest. Also, it's it, it, essentially if you look at it, right? It, it's just a bunch of corporate backed. Stablecoin, and I hate the term stablecoin. I've said this in the past, like, and I'm sure some people are, you know, would disagree. Especially fiat maximalists would disagree. But it's it's a misnomer. You know what I mean? Like, it gives the yeah. idea, it conjures up the idea. When you think a stablecoin, you picture something that you can trust. You picture something that isn't going to do something unexpected, you know, or anything like that. But, yeah. but but it's all just it's all just bullshit. I mean, it's backed by the same, you know what I mean? Every single one of them is backed by the same crap that yeah. is being yeah. inflated away. So there's nothing yeah. stable. Yeah. The yeah. only thing stable about it is that it's exactly like the garbage that backs it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and so compared to the national currencies of some countries, it is going to be more stable. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, the other issue in the room here, the other kind of elephant in the room here is about kind of privacy. I mean, that system's got no privacy. The Facebook Libra system, there's no privacy there. You oh, look no. Look at your Facebook. And so they sell all your data. You don't. You are owned. So we need we need a a censorship resistance, a borderless, neutral, apolitical form of money that is private, and that's what Bitcoin can offer. I mean, obviously on. On the main chain, you know, you know, it can be it can be tracked, but there are ways around it nowadays. And, and with the Lightning Network, which I went to Berlin, and, and that was really inspiring. You know, 
this is a this is a very private uh, or potentially private kind of layer two um and privacy is oh, hugely yeah. important right now. i mean edward and snowden recently on the rogan show and all that and yeah yeah so we, we need a private mode of transaction so talking about privacy do you, what do you think of the uh, the the uh, when people say the statement um you know i have nothing to hide so so i don't need i don't need privacy what do you think about that type of statement that's fine and so i have nothing to hide really either but um i just don't want corporations to have access to my transaction history um i just don't want i don't want to give the data away um i just it's not necessary i want to make my own decisions i, I don't want to be prompted by and adverts about what I want to be buying or I, I just but it, it's not really just for me I think it's 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 for everyone else I just think the world needs to have a private mode of transaction I I will say that uh, I, I definitely um, I, I have I wouldn't say that I have a problem with with people uh, that are okay with with that statement of um, I have nothing to hide so I don't you know what I mean like I I don't care if they track um, I think that to me, um, the fact that, that somebody doesn't care about it, um, that's their problem. But I think that that's, yeah. I, I think it's a bigger issue because the reality is, is that um, they're never going to give you the keys back. You know what I mean? Like mm. once they, once they have that access, right? The, yeah. it, it's, it's never the de-escalation of power and control. That that's not how that works. It's the imposition no. and escalation of power and control, and yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so you're never going to get it back. So you have to start right away yeah. with I get to maintain my privacy, and yeah. if I choose to give crumbs, then yeah. that then then that happens slowly. But I start yeah. being the most private possible. And and what we did, unfortunately, if you think about it, in the internet is. We kind of started the opposite way. We said yes to everything, and sure. now and, and so now we're asking for our privacy back. Yeah, and and, and and so we never read those, and we gave it all away. But I mean, the, the thing is also we are so influenced in very subtle in very subtle ways, you know. And it, so if you give that privacy away, you're likely to be nudged how they want you to be nudged. You you you'd be nudged to the right or you'd be nudged to the left and, and you'll be you'll be told how to you'll be told how to vote and it'll it'll make more sense for you to change and to vote in that way rather than making independent decisions based upon your ideology or your friends or I, I don't know or your social affiliations or I, I don't know but I'd, I'd rather not be influenced by the digital world in you know these little quite insidious kind of ways in in, in which people are uh propagandized which is a bit of a contradiction because i'm i'm this meme thing i'm doing is just all about propaganda 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 but it's like pro bitcoin propaganda i mean i love propaganda i just don't want to be influenced by insidious small level propaganda that oh. kind of facebook thing. oh yeah exactly i i know exactly what you mean it, it's like it's like you don't want to be you don't want to be sold you no, know and it's like and I, I hate that too you know it's like you, you don't you don't constantly want to be sold and coerced um okay so i found that meme the one we were talking about before no cool. no force on earth can withstand the power of an idea whose time has come okay? yeah it's powerful isn't it? it's yeah it is absolutely i, I think it's so amazing and, and i think it's so powerful and of course, I love it because it's the space odyssey with the monkey standing in front of the obelisk, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 I love that. It is, it is totally, totally awesome. And we were, when we were discussing this before, we were, you, you mentioned Bitcoin as a social movement, and and I know I've had this discussion in the past with with uh, some other Bitcoiners, and I know there's some people that believe that there's no social layer um, to to Bitcoin, but I've made the the argument that it's a um, uh, it's a direct result of Bitcoining. It's something that happens as a result of Bitcoining and the incentives of Bitcoining. Mm. You know, so so it like it the, the way that Bitcoin, due to its low time preference, incites low time preference activity. As a result, low preference uh, low time preference activities become more normalized because more people are partaking in them. Because you know. Bitcoin changes us. We don't change Bitcoin. So my question to I guess my question to you is, is what do you, th what, you know, 
what do you think about Bitcoin and the, we'll say, the social layer or social movement? Um, yeah, I think, you know, the kind of slow movements in food, in transport, in kind of mental health, and in uh, that maybe that, that this kind of low time preference thing helps with is it maybe focuses you less on kind of consumption, on consuming things constantly, be they uh, and so physical things and so clothing and status symbols and uh, all, all that crap. Oh, and even the kind of media that we're just constantly fed. Um, I think the, the, the kind of lower time preference stuff makes you think about slightly bigger issues um, and think about education more. Like, um, yeah, there's there's things I wanna I wanna learn. There's 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 movements I wanna learn about. There's 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 kind of coding that I wanna do. There's there's courses that you know that I wanna do. Uh, I want I want to get a big a much deeper understanding of Austrian kind of economics, for instance, um, and and uh, I, I don't think I would have been thinking about these things as much um, if Bitcoin didn't come back into my life. Uh, I would maybe have just still been on that hamster wheel, just you know, for the status symbols and 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 for the constant fun and the constant consumption. And it was it's it's kind of madness that some people never get out of that. But I think there is a way out, um, and it's it's thinking about the future in a more long-term, sustainable way, um, and and not uh, not spending all the money that you get all the time. You know, Bitcoin takes us off the hamster wheel. You it know, <laughs> but but it's it, it's true. It it really uh, it really does because what ends up happening is is that instead of buying this crap that you're going to reconsume over and over again, you end up using the stuff that you currently have much longer. So that you can stack more sats. So stack sats. You know. Yeah. No, it's it's the best meme. You know, make and active. Yeah, it's uh, it's the best meme. Um, so that's what we're all trying to do right now. Uh. <laughs> okay. So your um your your Twitter profile. I uh, are you a huge fan of David Bowie? Um. Yeah. No. He's he is awesome. I mean, I've I've seen a few times recently his comments about the internet back in sort of 1994 or something, uh, in which he he had insight. You know, almost 20 sort of years in advance about how it would be and kind of what it would be doing to our lives. I mean, that guy was such a prolific and kind of creator yep. through every generation of his life, all the way up to his death. Um. And that sort of kind of spaceman odyssey stuff was was very profound, and you know, I think maybe at the moment, and so Bitcoin could get us back on track to thinking on a bigger kind of planetary basis. You oh, know, yeah. it, it, I think it might get us back into space. It might stop us having wars and things. Um, yeah, it'll bring humans up to a, a slightly higher level. Um, so let's talk about Bitcoin stopping wars, right? Because I think that a lot of people don't understand why the wars that we have never end. And and, and I think it's it, it obviously it has to do with our fake money and it has to do with the ability yeah. to print it into infinity because, hey, that's what it takes to fund the war machine. So, sure. yeah. right. Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, like all pretty much all those wars of the 20th century were economically driven and motivated. And they were allowed to proceed through through crazy money printing. Yeah, um, yeah. World I, War One—that's exactly what it was. World War Two. I mean, come on, this is, this is, this is very messed up. And, and you could even see the money printing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you can actually go and correlate the money printing. You can correlate inflation with all of this. So it's very scary. But Bitcoin very stops scary. that because we have we have a supply cap, and people aren't yeah. going to be incentivized to drag on wars for no apparent reason. People are actually going to be more incentivized to, to solve the problems or to solve the issues in maybe a less violent manner. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, there's a lot of inequality in the world related to kind of trade deficits and, and things, you know. And so why is, is, is money in one country not worth the same as others? And this crazy, uh, like, and so kind of globalization was a thing in, 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 and so in the kind of 90s. And yet here we are getting into uh, 2020 and we have no globalized kind of currency. We have no global currency. It's the next step is to have a global currency. 
international trade and globalization requires one currency. And it, it might give people in, in, in countries with a currency that ain't worth shit a chance to, uh, you know, to be on the payroll and a, a chance to, to earn and to have a store of value and, and for them to have a future. So I have to admit, I uh, when I was like 16, 17 years old, um, I, I never um, I, I didn't think that a, a one world currency was the right thing because I, like everybody else uh, who citizen Bitcoin uh, terms, you know, is a default Keynesian, right? Every single one of us grew up as Keynesians. We never really, you know, were taught in the mainstream economic system about Austrian economics or about time value systems or anything like that. You know, you're just, hey, the government prints the money and, and there you go. So essentially, like when I was a kid, my idea of one world currency is Big Brother and the prison, right? Like, the, you know, like the we all live within a gale within a gale. You know, like it's it's like everybody's within a prison within a prison. And it's that was the only future I could see. And I wouldn't have agreed with that until Bitcoin. And because of Bitcoin, yeah. I actually can agree with a one world currency because it has those properties that are not censorable yeah. by exactly. the government. Yeah, I mean, it has the privacy elements. It is decentralized. There is no focus of control, <laughs> um, and and we need it. Yeah, it, it's um, it's inevitable. It really it's is, inevitable. and it's funny, right? Because we could say it's inevitable now, right? But like we didn't know. I mean, Hayek obviously understood. Wow! Right? Yeah, great comments. He yeah. he totally understood, and he even said it. The only way we're going to do this is through some sly roundabout way. Yes. Yeah. Lovely quote. And he totally yeah. understood it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's been talked about, you know, for decades. You know, there was. But the, how? Um, well, and so people you know? want the money, and so this is being done the right way, you know, and so Satoshi's. He's, he's, he's taken all of that sort of knowledge and he's executed it absolutely perfectly. And, and to be able to get out of the picture um, in, in that way means, you know, he can't be impeached uh, kind of by Congress and get asked about whether or not his members of staff have an LGBT <laughs> sort of kind of ratio or something. You know, yeah, there's no one to put in court. There's no one to... The, the, there's no one to push around. There's no one to send the kind of cease and desist sort of letter to. This is um, this is a beast. This is a viral cybernetic organism that has intelligence and 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 it's entrapped our interests hugely. Uh, but I think uh, I think it's gonna it's I think it's gonna be fascinating in the next sort of five to ten years to see how it all plays out i'm only learning i'm just i'm not an expert i'm, I'm just opening my mind up to to what this could be and i'm getting quite excited by it sometimes maybe a bit too excited so i think it's good that you say that right because like none of us like you know i'm not an expert either we're all just no. students you know what i mean at like yeah. the bottom of the hill the i'm just a, a, a kind of newbie here i'm just we're all newbies. You know what I mean? No, but it's but see, that's the thing about it, man. When you look around, it's like, you know, even the people that have been here for 10 years, they're newbies because before yeah. this, yeah. we never had this, you know? No. So it's it's very, very interesting. And it's a good point because you know what? Bitcoin humbles you. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. that's the yeah. truth. It really. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to get to a get to a level with it where i can just maybe like turn off the twitter for a bit and just like <laughs> be humble stack sats just live a slow life <laughs> eat well drink well think about my family and having holidays and just almost like the way it was but just with a more sane monetary plan that's know, right with a more positive uh, kind of framework and I, this is yeah as i say it's given me a lot more positivity about the future um but uh, it's hard getting the balance, you know. It's been a crazy day. It went up 30% yesterday, you know. There's so many big announcements. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, right? Because this is something 
before Bitcoin, I uh, the only thing I knew how to do to get any kind of alpha, right, to get any kind of gain was stocks. Stocks can really, you know what I mean? Gold just simply hedges against inflation. Um, yeah. Uh, you don't really, you can't really make outsized gains and stocks for me were the only real thing that I could do. If you didn't have, if you didn't have Bitcoin, what, what would you do? Like, what would you do to secure, you know, your, your, your family's financial future? I mean, besides obviously working and quote unquote, saving money, which is being printed, you know, into, so I I work in my profession and my career, uh, my, you know, that's my cat, that's my kind of stability. Um, um, and there was a time when kind of property was the obvious thing to be putting it into. Um, and I just think, you know, I, I benefited a little from that in the early noughties in, in, and so in kind of London, but, uh, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not going up anymore. It hasn't been for some time, uh, but it's like still crazy high. It hasn't come down. It's just not going up anymore. So it's an inflated asset class that, uh, is very hard to access and is not really giving any more gains because there's nowhere for it to go. Um, so that's the big question. I, I don't know. And, and and so gold, I guess, is is it sort of otherwise? Um, uh, yeah. You, you know, I, it's. I, 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 don't know it, I, I have no idea. I, I want to go back to what you just said about about uh, real estate, right? Because if we mm-hmm. take a look, if we look at economics, right, and we take a look at all the uh, the different asset classes, like our story, our story of the markets is a story of bubbles. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like it's like it's like every single thing. It's like you know we had you know we had gold. So way back in the day, like all the miners. You know what I mean. Like it's like you you know you, you had you had like the gold rush. So there was like a bubble for that. And then after that, you know, like uh, you know you had all like the trains and the tracks and everything like that. And all of a sudden there was like the transportation bubble. And then after that, you know, we also had the uh, you know had the tech bubble and. You know, so yeah. it's it's like it's all like it's the story of bubbles, you know, and even in the States right now, you know, you've got like um, you, you've got uh, what is it? I believe it's like auto loans, auto loans, housing and student, you know, so right. it's you've got so all around. It's like you, you look around and it's it's all just story of bubbles, you know? Yeah, it, it's very, very it, it's it's kind of scary because if you everything bubble, I it, mean, is so not a symptom of inflation. Um, I don't know, you know, yeah. like I, I, it's partially is, I think, because our I, money I, doesn't I, make money. <laughs> our money doesn't make money. So people are using other asset classes as a store of their value. And that's got to a point which has made them unsustainable. Uh, so I'm hearing increasingly about people kind of selling their stocks right now because they think they're overvalued. Yep. Uh, and so property, I mean, the only the only thing I can think would be a good investment would be going to countries that haven't yet had a bubble in a certain sector and taking advantage of that potential for a bubble in, in, in a bubble that hasn't happened yet. But that involves kind of moving around and doing a lot of migration, um, which was probably a good thing. But yeah. And so we're pretty settled here with my career and my family. So we're not doing that at the moment. <laughs> And I'm looking for a good store of value, and hands down, Bitcoin is 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 going to be it. But you see what we're saying? It's like, so without Bitcoin, we have to go and be a venture capitalist trying to find undiscovered assets in mm. small countries. Like, yeah. like think about it. Like, what average working man or, or woman or you know whatever it is like uh, has the time and inclination to go out and do all of this research? Right. It's like in the past, we were doomed yeah. to become experts in something we didn't expect. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the dentist, the doctor, he, you know, maybe has a little more time to go and, and dabble in those things. Right. But mm. but besides but besides that, I mean, like the average person, they yeah. like, do they really have the inclination? They, they have to really want it. Yeah. And who but really and who yeah. really does? Everyone thought they could just go to work, save their money yeah. and create and, and help and help secure their future yeah but but now they can't because they're because their money is turning to shit and their asset classes are likely to turn to shit fairly soon as well <laughs> That's right. god knows how soon so we need to build this alternative economy pretty quickly um and and, and if and if people start sort of using it then maybe they can just not worry about their future as much and they can get on with building their societies and 
living their lives and having relationships because they can be confident that they've got a hard cap supply store of value that, you know, is probably going to be worth more next year than it was this year. And so that, you know, they can they can put a little bit of money aside and, you know, that they can have some faith in the future. It's great. And I think I think we should touch on that point, right? Is that you know a lot of people, a lot of times you'll end up hearing like, well, you know, why is the Bitcoin price going up? Like it has no intrinsic value. And the reality is, is that the Bitcoin price goes up because fiat can't stop going down. So it, yeah. it, it's it's like yeah. what people don't really realize is is that hey, what you're basing Bitcoin against is an infinite. It's an infinite object that can be printed at will easily yeah so yeah. so it's it, like don't sit there it's like people like you shouldn't sit there and look at the oh you know what gives bitcoin its value you should realize that how come my money's constantly worth less and less and less against this other asset mm. so you know yeah, it, it makes complete sense to me it's in, it's quite clear it's showing um, it's showing its true stripes you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah what you do is you just try to stack as much as you can don't get wrecked, but uh, you know, That's maybe right. you can hide every month a certain amount of your salary. You can DCA in. That's the way to do it. That's, I, I wish I'd done that through 20, 2018, you know? Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I started, I, I uh, unfortunately, I mean, if you know my story, I did a lot of shit coining. Oh, sorry. Oh, did you? Um, oh. He's, he's cool. And so my son was just making a noise. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I um, whoops, hang on a sec. Go ahead. Yeah, and so can shit coins. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, so anyways, so you know what I mean? Like, I, I got out of it early enough, but for me, it was when Bitcoin started its decline down from, you know, 20K. And yeah. I, I got rid of all of them around the Bitcoin, let's say, 14 to, well, we'll say like the 12 to 16K level. And yeah. so, and then I started to dollar cost average. So like you, it, it's, you know, it once you realize it, you realize how you should have been doing it before. You know? Yeah, definitely. But I mean, and so you've learned your lesson now. Yes. And um, it takes, you know, you, you have to learn through experience. That's right. Um, and, and, and there's been a, a few cycles that I've been involved with, and I've, I've definitely got a more clear plan about how to act sort of going forward. Cool. And it, it, it takes a long time, doesn't it? I mean, you really need to go down the rabbit hole quite deeply to, to gain an understanding in this. It's like, It'd be hard to introduce it to a newbie um, in its kind of totality and, and to give them, you know, for them to have a clear way and system of how to act. Yes. Apart from, and to DCA and stack sats. <laughs> but, it's like you, you have to show them an angle that's easy for them to grasp so that they're willing to turn the page to the next. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. I got this little piece. Now let me see how. Let me see if I can go a little further. You know. Yeah. And one of the other things I'd like to say, um, just about where I see my role in the ecosystem, um, might be to help with that introduction on a meme level. <laughs> uh, and so with some new people coming in, I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that, you know, we're, we're preaching to the echo chamber a little bit, and maybe we need to be trying to kind of focus outwards more. To bring yes. people in, it's, um, you know, we need more people through the door. We need to be getting more people in who have no idea of it. Um, yeah, we're um, accepting kind of Bitcoin payments in the restaurant that we run. We're um, and and we're kind of selling Bitcoin there. I'm beginning to sort of pump it in to non-Bitcoin kind of audiences a little bit more. But yeah, we we need people to do that. You know, it'd be cool. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it's probably not the right space in the restaurant, but it'd be cool maybe to hold workshops in your restaurant for uh, yeah, like, or, or host or you know host a Bitcoin meetup there. You know, yeah, that's good. I, I would I'd love to do that. Um, and so because uh, you've got the space, we've got the space. I'd love to do a kind of hacker day or something. We could uh, start a Raspberry Blitz kind of wallet and uh, do a Bitcoin ATM by Lightning or something like that. That'd be awesome. Hey, so um, um, to ask you about, because you said you got introduced through somebody through the Raspberry Blitz team. So as you know, I do the Lightning Node roundtables with a lot of those folks, which uh, it, open it's open noms. Awesome, open noms. man. Yeah. He's he is so cool. That guy is like yeah, lovely guy. Yeah, man, lovely guy. And so we and, and so we work together uh, kind of professionally 
uh, in kind of anesthesiology, um, which is what we both do for our kind of fear jobs. And to back in London about maybe five years ago. Uh, and we got similar interests. He's into kind of kite surfing as well and uh, likes going to raves. Nice! <laughs> so, I, uh... yeah, he's, a, he's a cool guy, really lovely guy. He's really helped me with my um, getting my raspberry blitz off the ground. Yeah, um, man. He's so a he's genius. Like, yeah, he's got a good head, that lad. He has totally <laughs> dug me out of so many. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times he's helped me out. So he's, yeah, shout out to yeah. Open Noms. Um, so look, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to wrap it up, man. I totally appreciate your time, but I, you know, all of us are busy and thank you so much. So look, if, um, we'll, we'll, uh, what are your final thoughts to, uh, to the listeners? My final thoughts? Um, I don't know, just stay humble, stack sats, I guess, you know, I mean, it's, I think we're at a very exciting time. It's been a, a really monumental day in the space with the comments by China, think something about India and so Indian banks are starting to think about blockchain as well. Um, yeah, and so Jack Dorsey's involvement and his comments over the past 24 hours have been huge. We've, I think we're really gonna be turning a corner now and um, just, you know, hold on to your helmets because it's gonna be a rocky ride, but <laughs> who knows where we're gonna end up. Yeah, man, on the moon or Mars. Um, okay, so look, I'm going to put, uh, if, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the, uh, the best way to reach you? Just, uh, and so Twitter, and so I'm at selfbanked with a T at the end of it. Cool. Um, yeah, that's the best place. And I'm also, I'd be very keen to get involved with a Bitcoin project or a Bitcoin kind of business sort of going forward. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm new to the space, but, uh. I want to be not opening no not opening another kind of restaurant. I want to be doing something in the Bitcoin space. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put your contact details in the show notes. Thank so, you. Uh, yeah, no, thank you very much, man, for everything you're doing. We're so glad that uh, we got somebody like you in the Bitcoin space memeing us to the moon. Yeah. So, uh, so SoftBank, thank you so much for, uh, for being on my show, man. Laters. Take it easy. Peace Cheers. out. Cheers. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that discussion with Selfbanked. Uh, he definitely surprised me. Um, look for his contact details in the show notes as well. If you want to support the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, you can go over to moetarags.com, go to all clothing and select Fun with Bitcoin podcast to check out some really slick swag. And if you use the discount code Fun with Bitcoin, you'll get 15% off. So check us out. If you want to get in touch with me, you could find me on Telegram or Twitter. I'm at CoinIcarus. And if you want to shoot me an email, I'm funwithbitcoin at protonmail.com. Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you all next time.